Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. Oh, are we on? Oh, we we uh, we. Can, oh, here we go. Now we can hear ourselves. Oh, okay. Uh, hi, uh, we are. This is. Uh, <laughs> you called me for pants down. And my pants. I'll tell you, folks, it was a pleasure. What you stop? And I, I mean, proverbial pants. Oh, oh. Target. I didn't even hear a little intro. I, I didn't either. That's what I was like. Oops. Oh, oh. Alex is like. Yeah, I That's know. Alex's bag. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh. Happy, happy October. Exactly. Coming out month. Hello. Holy moly. So have you celebrated in any way so far? I've come out. Oh, no way. Uh-huh. Wow. How'd you do that? Uh... Or uh, why? I opened my door. <laughs> no, you know, I don't I celebrate it every day. I take that space wow. every day with me. Oh, you are a brave man. I uh, know. And you have you celebrated GLBT History Month in any way? Oh, that's what today is, is history month? Well, it's also GLBT History Month. Oh wow. Month. I thought uh -huh. June is that. Oh my goodness. No, that's Pride. That's Pride. Mm -hmm. This is History Month. Right. Wow, that's a lot to remember. Things have definitely changed as the years go on. Uh huh. And you know, Halloween—it's like gay Christmas. Absolutely, it's a great <laughs> way to celebrate the end of our history. I'll that's tell you. <laughs> so yeah, so oh. I don't know. I like October because I like the fall. Absolutely, and it's beautiful, and the leaves are starting to change. Yeah, the other day we had a backup on the highway, so I decided to take all the back roads, and oh my gosh. Was it, it pretty? It was pretty. It was so pretty. Um, and uh, um, and you got to see all the deer in the fields. Have you ever hit a deer? Never. Oh, wait. Now that I've said that, knock on wood. Um, exactly. It's uh, um, I, I have I have seen deer, and um, they have... Um, I, I have they have come close to my car. Uh -huh. Was so, it like in the evening? Yes, uh, exactly. So All I times. was coming back from the dog park once, and I hit a deer, and I was oh my gosh, out. holy Cause moly! Because you know, first of all, the primary response is like, "Oh no, I killed something." Right. Secondarily, is "Oh my gosh, my car." Yeah. Right. Because those things do damage. Oh yeah. And not all insurance covers it. Absolutely. Ay ay ay. So. Oh my gosh. Yes, I've seen them like approach the road and then kind of look at me, and I'm like, "Don't even." I'm like, you know, don't <gasps> even. And I'll look it down, and they'll look at me. Oh and... no, you dead. Exactly. And uh, so we, uh, um, but then we uh, we we come to terms and. Uh, and we move through it. So, um, you know, it's like, okay, now you can go. I'm by you. Good. Go yes, absolutely. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, but it's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I, that, and then all the apples and the pumpkin donuts, which and I haven't had one yet. Candy corn. And candy corn. So it's, yes, absolutely. It is just a glorious year, I'll tell you. That's right. So how's your week going? Oh, my gosh. Well, I got the cold that's been going around. Oh, great. Oh, my word. But you know what was so interesting about it is that I woke up with a kind of a scratchy, itchy throat Friday. And then Friday night, I was down for the count. That's when I got the fever and stuff. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I just slapped, slapped, slapped. Mm. And Monday, I woke up a new man. Oh, absolutely. So you it out. So, well done. Yes. And so I'm just, so I, now I just sound nasally, but I don't really feel any oh, like effects good. or anything like that. So oh, I'm good. Doing well, good. you're looking well, Dan Burns. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And go ahead. 
Keep going. Well, oh, how are you? I was, I'm good. You know, this weekend I went, I was, I, I, uh, blah, blah. I <laughs> had the pleasure of, of attending the Triangle Foundation State Dinner. Oh, wow. You know, uh, our dear friend Jim Toy was honored Absolutely. with the Catalyst Award. Man, oh, man. And they had a big announcement. They did. Yeah, you know that Jeff Montgomery's leaving is leaving his executive director position at Triangle. Yes. And they named an interim executive director, Kate Runyon. Dun dun dun. That's right. Exactly. That's very exciting. So we are so cutting edge. I realized that when they made that announcement uh-huh. that we are so cutting edge. We had Kate Runyon on here two weeks ago. Oh, Kate and this you show, know, they're I, like peas in a pod. I mean, we didn't even know it's the influence that we have. Okay, Katie, <laughs> for listening, holla back, congratulations. Absolutely, they could make a better choice for. Her. So that's going to be great. But you they know? Need, there is one thing that there is a flaw in this, though. What? You know, Kate Runyon interim. Executive director. Uh, I think they need to remove, remove you know, one of those words. You've got a interim executive. No, the, uh, <laughs> interim director. I don't get it. So I think they need to make her executive director. You know, only time will tell. But yes. I think it's a great sort of transition period. Absolutely. Um, so and we are going through that majorly here. It's true. In Michigan. Rowing pains. Holy right? moly. I and, mean, and, you know, state government shut down for four hours. Aye, aye, aye. Right? You know, I thought, you know, actually I was really feeling like it was like, um, you know, Sunday night. It was like, I was, I felt it was like new year's, you know, I was like, <laughs> are we going to shut down? Are we not going to shut down? Like what's going to happen? And, uh, you know, even though I wasn't affected by it, it was one of those things of, uh, still it's sort of like, uh, your state just shut down. Yeah. Hello. Exactly. And they're talking about how they had to like, um, <laughs> kick people out of parks and stuff. Did they really? Yeah. At the state parks, they're like, hi, um, we shut down the government. You're gonna have to put out your campfire. It's sort of wow. Like, I know, right? So holy moly! It's just been and and then the strike, the GM strike, right? Oh, it's hello. like goodness. People be shutting down left and right. Yeah, <laughs> but not us. Not the gays. We are still here. No, we come out and celebrate our herstories. <laughs> That's right, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, so it's great that Kate. No, the, the thing is, okay, so now Kate Runyon moves over. To this interim executive director position at Triangle Foundation. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about that, about us, Kate. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because you know you're you're up in that big seat now. Um, but what about AFSC? The, the I don't know I the don't local know. group here. I mean, what are we going to do? I, I mean, we were like taking pride that we had such a great you know arm of AF, AFSC here, American Friend Service Committee. Absolutely. Yes, the GLBT statewide GLBT programs. And you know, knowing Kate, I bet that she will ensure that. That baby is is well taken care of. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so because they were doing really great work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just can't say enough about those Quakers. So absolutely. yeah, it's good news. So it's good. Y- yes. So, but yeah. So I mean, there's that, and then there's good news that Rap is going to be open for another three months. That's right. So there's that's going on. Mm-hmm. And did you go to the tea dance? I did not I, because I was sleeping. I was sick. Uh, I, had, I had plans to go to all the different things, mm-hmm. you know, the the mm-hmm. walk, the AIDS walk. I don't know how much they raised um, on Saturday morning. And um, and then there's the triangle dinner and then there was the tea dance. It was a big fundraising weekend for sure. Oh, hello. So it was like shelling out the bucks. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of DRC, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So it's been kind of a, it's been uh, very interesting. So, and. And uh, oh, and then the last two weeks now dancing with the stars, mm. you know it's been very interesting. So oh, dancing with the stars. Yeah, I watched. I did like a marathon last night. Who I are had, you pulling for? 
I know this is going to sound absolutely horrible, but Maria Hospin. What? <laughs> I love his face. <laughs> Folks, I wish this was TV because you should have seen his face. I Are love you that. Me? Well, I was rooting for actually um, Albert Reed. Whoops, and, and God. Yeah, he's God. <laughs> and I was like, goodness gracious. So now. I'm like, see, that's the thing, because I love the three of um, uh, Marie Osmond, um, oh my gosh, uh, Dr. Quinn. Oh, um, this is, uh, Seymour, Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour and... Jenny Garth. I think that's what it was. I love Jenny Garth. Yeah, so the three of them, I thought, and she's the cheetah girl, right? Huh? Who? Jenny Garth is who? Jenny, no, Jenny Garth. Beverly, is, Jenny Garth is from... Uh, Yes. Beverly Hills, Arizona. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I was kind of rooting for the three of them. You're not rooting for Melanie Brown? Oh, that's uh, uh, the oh, Scary Melanie Spice. Brown. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. They've got a lot of strong women, and I just love that. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, but the, uh, the eye candy kind of keeps me watching. You Cameron know? Matheson. Mm. Oh, yummy. Absolutely. And, you know, all that, my children. Y- yes. Um, absolutely. And, um, who else was there? Um, oh, there was Albert Reed, but he's gone. And then, um, so what? Wayne you, Newton. Wayne Newton. Now there's a hottie. I'm waiting for him to take his shirt off. Oh, MG. Absolutely. I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, he could get some. You know, he could probably move out of that red. You know, I don't think. I think that he's. I mean, I feel like he is, has experience in dancing. Uh, I would think so. But Joey Fatone had experience last year, so. Exactly. And I love the fact that Drew is filling in. I See, I don't know. I love the two male co-hosts, how they play off of each other uh-huh. and things like that and how they, you know, they joke around. I love that in, in, in um, hosting. I wish they'd bring that because I saw that in uh, Britain's Got Talent and mm-hmm. I just love those two co-hosts. Nice. And so you I just- You do love the show, don't you? You know, it's, I'll tell you, it's like, I love all these little talent things. It just gets me, you know, just, just gets me going. It's you know. interesting. Yeah, I think Marie's, Marie Osmond's going to make it to the end. I think Melanie Brown, yes, Spice she's make very it strong. Yeah, and I think I think Wayne Newton will make it pretty far because yes. America loves like when uh, old dudes try to do it, like absolutely. Cliff from. From Cheers. from Cheers, yes, exactly. That was rough. Oh, and Jerry Springer, what? Yeah, <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> so it's been, you know, it's been kind of interesting. Uh-huh. So my goodness, but yeah, and um, so yeah, so it's been kind of a very interesting. Uh-huh. So I, I, it's been, it's the, the different shows. I've been trying to catch up on all my uh, shows that I've like taped that I haven't had time right. for. Oh, good. Of, so you get to recuperate and, and recharge. Absolutely. With pop culture. And <sighs> I'm excited because in November. What's in November? The new season of Project Runway. <gasps> oh my goodness! You see, there's so many shows that I've got to keep true. up with. It's true. I love it. I mean, but I no longer have like extended cable, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh no! I'm gonna be like, can I go? I'm gonna like try to walk into a bar, be like, instead of, can you turn the game off and put it on Project Runway? Yeah, absolutely. I bet. <laughs> I bet you could do that at one of the local bars. I hope so. Yes, in Broncourt. I think <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I don't know. And um, have you ever watched Brothers and Sisters? Oh. <gasps> Absolutely. Really? Oh I'm thinking about renting the first season. All my friends who watch it rave about it. Oh my gosh. I'll tell you. I am just And I'm, I love Sally Field. Oh, she is such a superstar. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I just FYI, people, um, Dan is in rapture right now. Oh He's my like, god, I'm Sally Field. Exactly. <laughs> you know that's different from Mrs. Fields, right? Y- 
<laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I think good. they're related. Oh, yeah, really. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but well, she picks on the show, so it could uh, be. Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh yes, I just I just love all the different characters, and I mean, I just have that little. She, I mean, she just she just tears my heartstrings apart when she talks about her son going off to Iraq and. You know, and um, and what was that about the uh, at the Emmys? At the Emmys, exactly with her. I mean, if you're gonna censor Sally Field, the flying nun, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly, no winning. But apparently, everybody else got to see it except uh, the United States. Oh, really? Yeah, because they show the Emmys outside of the United States. They do. Can you <laughs> believe it? I mean, holy moly! But yes, they uh, there are people interested in in our culture. Can you believe it? No, man. You know, so, <laughs> so, but yeah, so it's been kind of a very interesting, um, uh, it, it's been just a very interesting week for me and just trying to get everything up and started and this month has but been But you're just, feeling better. I am. I really am. I'm just energized. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get these next, you know, 10 months of the academic year just to be just fabulous. Yowzer. Exactly. I can't believe it's already October, but anyway... So mm-hmm. it's all, it's October already. There's mm-hmm. lots of stuff going on. It's coming out month. Yes. Very significant for the LGBT community. Yeah, right. Hope absolutely. that everyone feels like they can be out and open in their identities. And I know that both U of M and EMU have a lot of really awesome they stuff really do. planned for. And I bet you if you check out like their websites, do you think they would be able to, I mean, I think like I, I, I think of versus like University of Michigan. It's umich.edu mm-hmm. slash, is it still tilde? It is. <clears throat> uh, slash tilde LGBTA. Correct. Yay. And um, then if you go to Easterns, Easter or EMU dot, or I'm sorry, Emish, not Umish, Emish dot edu. Right. And then you look for LGBTRC. Yes. Exactly. And there is all kinds, I mean, lists and lists and lists of stuff that are going on. Uh-huh. I mean, and quite a variety of topics, too. I mean, I think you were talking about that there was a, a bisexual panel that um, uh-huh. spoke yesterday. Um, and EMU had a transsexual um, um, uh, workshop. I'm trying to think. If they, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think if it was transgender 101 or if it was transsexual 101. But I think it was transgender 101. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they were talking about ENDA. And that's so, right, the Employment Non-Discrimination Act. We've talked about this before. Yeah, we have exactly. And so ENDA is um, Employment Non-Discrimination Act, and it was uh, put forth on um it was it, it's being put forth in congress by uh george miller who's the chair of the house education labor committee barney frank who we know is one of the most out politicians um tammy baldwin from wisconsin as well and they um were preparing to put forth a version of enda the employment non-discrimination act that um that excluded transgender rights trans inclusion really i know so wow so what this would do so as a primer what this would do is it extends the protections um for employment um and and it would extend the protections um to include sexual orientation gender identity and gender expression um so gosh i wish we had somebody we could talk to about this so do i Someone from the Rainbow Law Center, perhaps? Oh, that would be awesome because they know their stuff. We've they had do. we've had Denise on before, and it would be great if we could just get her on the line. Hey, Alex, could you give make that phone call? Denise? 
Hello. Hey. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. Fancy that. <laughs> How are you, Denise? This is uh, Denise Brogan Cater um, from the Rainbow Law Center. Um, joining us again, sh- and we've been lucky to have Denise on before. Um, and Denise, we were just chatting a little bit about ENDA, the Employment oh, Non-Discrimination Act. Can I interrupt really quick? Yeah. Denise, last time you were on, I got like so, so many emails about how wonderful um, that segment was and how people really enjoyed that. So I just wanted to, I, I never got back to you to let you know that. Oh, well, that's wonderful to so, hear. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. So thanks for thanks for coming back on the show. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's my I, pleasure. I I got to see Denise at the Triangle State dinner, and she looks oh. stunning. Oh, <laughs> stunning! Wow. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> so Enda, um, so was I explaining it right, Denise? It, it would uh, it would extend fair employment practices to include lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people. Yes, um, the Employment Non-Discrimination Act is an act that has been in process for uh, many years in Congress. Um, I, I, I would even say a couple or three decades. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a bill designed to protect from discrimination on the basis of the things you just said, employment uh, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity and expression. We currently have, as you know, as you probably know, prohibitions against discrimination in employment on the basis of race and national origin, um, et cetera, uh, the protected classes they're called. Mm -hmm. But we don't have anything on a national level on either sexual orientation or gender identity or expression. And ENDA is, is a bill designed to correct that oversight. Now, how would it correct it? Would it be somebody would then use this law to file, to to file that hey, you can't do that, or would this be something that um, employers would have to enforce um, in on their in their business? Uh, the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> uh, it would be, in fact, one of those situations where the employers and and, and there are employers that certain levels that are required to participate and there are employers at certain levels you know below a certain level certain size of employer that is not required to participate um, if you're a certain size you can still um, not participate however that um, and, and to be honest with you I'm not clear about the about the exemptions for the Employment Non-Discrimination Act but for the sake of argument, let's just say that there are no exemptions and that all employers would be required to adhere to its rules. Just like today, all employers are required to adhere to non-discrimination on the basis of race, for example. So an employer today um, is required to affirmatively not discriminate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Affirmatively not discriminate against a person on the basis of their sex or their um, the race race or mm-hmm. their national origin or their religion, for example. So now clearly we all know that that happens. Right. So although the law says you can't do this, people do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they do, the law is there to provide a remedy. Mm-hmm. And ENDA does both things. ENDA says a employers you can't do this and 
and you can't discriminate against somebody in an employment decision, that means you can't fire them or it means you can't demote them or not promote them solely on the basis, understand that, solely on the basis of their sexual orientation or gender identity or expression. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would... And if you do, then there are remedies at law, and somebody can take you to court, and, and the court will make you pay. So those protections aren't in place for transgender-identified and LGB-identified people? They are not in place. So if They we... are in place at some uh, statewide levels, mm-hmm. and they are in place at more... Uh, municipality levels, for example, the city of Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. city of Ypsilanti, have protections um, for LGBT people, but the state of Michigan does not. There are 12 states currently that protect um, people from employment discrimination on the basis of gender identity or expression, mm-hmm. but there is no national protection. And to be honest with you, there's some question about whether or not no, never mind. That's a hate crimes issue. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So I'm not the only one that does that. Okay, good. So uh, that. Um, so one of the things that um, Denise, I was wondering is that you know we've been working on this definitely for 30 years, trying yeah. to get um, this type of legislation where there isn't discrimination. Um, but and, and there is. I feel sometimes when I'm working on a project and I'm working on a project and it just seems that it, I'm just I, I need to have some success. Um, so what? So why not just have it go through? Because it seems that the at the national level that we can get it possibly passed for LGB LGB people, but not for T. So why not just progress with that? Well, um, you know that's a legitimate question and 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 a good question that many people have asked. And I guess the answer is I would have the answer in two parts. Uh, first is you have to question the underlying assumptions that you just made, and that is. Is there a legitimate chance that this will become law? Mm-hmm. Now, you remember that in order to become law, it has to pass both houses of Congress, and the president has to not veto it. He doesn't have to sign it necessarily, but he can't veto it. If he vetoes it, then, then the only choice is to override the veto, and I guarantee you there are not enough votes to override a presidential veto in this. Mm. Um, and he's already said he's going to veto it. Mm. So my first, my first thing is to say, my first response would be to say, he can't possibly, this can't possibly come into law anyway. Gotcha. So I would start with that. The second thing that I would ask is, when you say, why not get some success, then I would, I would although I understand the sentiment, and I don't disagree with, with the disheartening feelings that you have after years of struggle and no progress is being made, I would have to ask how you define success. For me, and I think if your listeners don't know, I should be clear in saying that I'm transgender. Um, So my opinion on this may be colored by that very fact. But for me, success is when we achieve our goal or we make progress toward our goal. And I don't define success in the context of ENDA as passing legislation that uh, that um, protects part of our community and doesn't protect all of our community. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think a, an analogy would be um, 
you know, it, it's probably in straight society, um, and I may be playing off stereotypes here, so forgive me. In straight society, I think it is generally more acceptable to people for you to be a lesbian woman than to be a gay man. Right. So, well, why don't we start with getting protections for lesbians? Right. And we'll come back and we'll pick up you gay guys later, and right. and then we'll come back and we'll pick up the, the bi's, and then, you know, we'll exactly. come back. And, you know, it just really doesn't work that way. Right. Absolutely. And I think that we, we're much stronger as a community if we work together rather than leaving parts of us behind. I, I, I think that's right. Um, I, I think that... You know, I don't know if 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 you have heard of, uh, of a woman by the name of Nadine Smith. Um, she's a an advocate in Florida. Uh, I'd have to think about where she is. I think she's the executive director for Equality Florida, but I but I could be completely wrong on that. Mm-hmm. In any case, I um, I read an article that she wrote recently, and she relates an anecdote in it that I find to be incredibly insightful. And I, and I think you might be interested in that anecdote. So if it's okay with you, I'll, I'll read a, a Please do. paragraphs of this. Um, she's talking about years ago um, when the Americans with Disabilities Act was in the process of being passed. This is back in 1990. Um, she was speaking with Tim McFeely, who was at that time the executive director of, the HR, of HRC. And he tell he told her a story about after the Americans with Disabilities Act had passed both the House and the Senate, and was on its pre- on its way to uh, then President Bush, um, who had already said he was going to sign the bill. So now this is a bill that is guaranteed to become legislation, right? Mm-hmm. It's passed both houses, and the president's going to sign it. The the. National um, Restaurant Association was able to convince a, a representative to get a last-minute amendment to the bill, uh, to the Americans with Disabilities Amendment, uh, Americans with Disabilities Act, and that amendment said that anybody that it, that if you had AIDS, it specifically excluded from the ADA HIV-positive. Waiters, cooks, and anyone designated a food handler. When the bill reached the desk of President Bush, it was going to be signed. What happened then was absolutely extraordinary. The members of the disability community met with um, uh, President Bush's uh, chief counsel Mm -hmm. and including, and I'm going to read this paragraph to you because I think it's just amazing. Um, one of those leaders, leaders from the um, disability community, one of those leaders, Bob Williams, a man afflicted with cerebral palsy and who later became commissioner of the Administration on Developmental Disabilities in the Clinton administration, using a spellboard because he could not speak, mm-hmm. communicated the message that the disability community would rather have no Americans with Disabilities Act than an ADA that excluded people with HIV. I think no one would have blamed these ADA leaders if they had accepted the food handler's exclusion. But that's not what happened. I will never forget their principled stand in solidarity with this small segment of HIV-positive workers. 
so much was at stake for them. The White House was not responsive to their position, but we were able to reverse the House and Senate votes by stripping the amendment out in conference. As a result, HIV-positive workers who handle food are covered by the ADA to this day. Now you think wow. about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, is, that gives me goosebumps. Absolutely. Absolutely. These, people, this is, these are people who have, you know, disability afflictions that needed this protection. The Americans with Disabilities Act is landmark legislation. It is extraordinary legislation that was, oh, my God, you talk about legislation that was decades overdue. The ADA is such legislation. Absolutely. And yet they stood in solidarity with a small group of people who are horribly discriminated against Mm -hmm. and misunderstood and said, we won't take this bill without them. Mm, Absolutely. I mean, there's so many lessons of, of, of like, community groups that just, it, you just see the strength and the power that when they, when they do work together and they come together without, without you know, any um, angst against each other, how amazing legislation and, and how much they can change the world. That, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. What, what, does it, what does it say to the rest of the community, to the, Excuse me. What does it say to the rest of the country right. when our community is able to be fractured? So, oh, well, you know, even their supporters threw them off the bus. Right. So, yeah, I just, I, I just see no upside to this. Yes, absolutely. So, the human rights campaign, um, which is you know the largest, I think, and most visible. Um, civil rights organization for LGBT people. No question. There, uh, I'm reading a release today from Donna Rose. Yes, the uh, only transgender board of director. Right, yes. and she's resigned from the board. She has. Which is now? Why she do that? Well, I think you know she took what she thought was a principled stand. She made her point clear uh, in the meetings with the. Uh, board of directors of HRC, and they chose to go another route. Um, so HRC has, it, you understand again, and I can tell you from personal experience, I was on Capitol Hill lobbying for transgender inclusive in ENDA in 1999-2000. So I can tell you that we have been fighting, and and I sat there in the same room as Barney Frank and was told that ENDA would not pass with transgender inclusion. I have talked with um, the directors and legislative um, uh, aides inside uh, inside of HRC over the years and have been told that ENDA would not pass with transgender inclusion and that it was just important that it not be added. And that stance was HRC's stance for many years. Finally, in 2004, just three years ago, they changed that and they began lobbying for and supporting transgender inclusion. And that, and with the weight of HRC behind them, and in fact, I will tell you, with every representative or senator that I met with on the Hill in those years, every one of them said, where does HRC stand? HRC carries a great deal of clout on the Hill. Um, And 
it wasn't until we got HRC moved that we were able to ultimately get um, transgender inclusion. Now, there's a lot of other people working. Uh, NGLTF is very active in that movement. Um, Gender PAC has worked in that movement. The National Center for Transgender Equality has worked in that movement. So it, it doesn't solely go to the credit of HRC by any means. But they were the, as you say, the heavyweight in the room. So and what is the significance when the heavyweight blinks? Well, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it... it they have something it, in their eye? Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it really, truly is sad to me. It, the, I've read their press release. You know, they, um, it sounds like they're trying to say... It sounds like they're trying to play both sides. You know, hey, we, we're all for transgender inclusion. We're, we're going for transgender inclusion. We think it's the right thing. But then they also say, well, we will not oppose this bill um, that strips transgender inclusion. And every other, I mean, uh, literally, even, even somebody as, uh, as our local uh, state organization, Triangle, every other organization that I'm affiliated with or, or track has said, we will not support, not only will we not support, we will oppose any ENDA without transgender inclusion. So, and HRC has refused to take that stand. So am I understanding correctly then? So we had legislation going through up until yesterday that was going to include um, transgender in ENDA. And um, apparently as of last night, HRC said, okay, well, we'll support it if you don't include transgender. We'll worry about that later. No, they've never said we will support it. Um, oh. It's very important political double talk, but what they've said is we will not support transgender exclusion, but they've also said we will not oppose it. Gotcha. Ah. So, and everybody wow. else has said we will, we, oppose, it. We, we will oppose it. They've ta- Everybody else has taken the ADA's stand and said we will oppose this legislation unless you include everybody. HRC has said we will not support it. You know, we're not going to we're not going to go out to our members or to the hill and say, "Please vote for this. This is the greatest thing ever." Mm-hmm. But we're also not going to encourage our members or our representatives to mm-hmm. vote against it unless it includes everybody. Wow! And so this is why she resigned. Why Donna Rose? Donna Rose resigned from HRC. Exactly. So, so yesterday was it yesterday? Um, Monday, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that um you know that after discussion with congressional leaders and organizations supporting the passage of enda we've agreed to schedule markup of the bill in the committee of education and labor later this month followed by a vote in the full house this schedule will allow proponents of the legislation to continue their discussions with members in the interest of passing the broadest possible bill that's and that you know that was a that was an absolute victory for us. Um, that was an absolute victory for those who favor a transgender inclusive ENDA. Um, because obviously if they, if they brought it out of committee yesterday as they had planned to, they had marked it up as they had planned to um, without trans inclusion, then getting trans inclusion was going to be much harder. Much, much harder. Um, and, you know, it, it's still an uphill battle. Honestly, if we don't have people that care about this issue contacting their representatives, writing letters, and making phone calls, and I'm serious about that, whether it's, you know, 
pieces of paper or email or on the phone or all of the above. If we if people sit on the sidelines, um, this will go. This will not get out of committee with transgender inclusion. But we've got a window of opportunity where we can find out where people stand. And Absolutely. And if HRC continues to take its stand and continues to say, which I think they will, I mean, their board of directors just voted last night um, to not oppose a transgender-exclusive bill, you know, the likelihood is is that we, we probably won't get the support we need. But... Um, all the rest of us are, are definitely going to be doing what we can to convince Congress to do the right thing. Right. And, and people can go to the taskforce.org um, slash ENDA07 to, to that's learn. A, that's the perfect place to start. Uh-huh, to learn how to spread the word, stay informed, to lobby our senators and representatives. And that's going to be the key, right? That, that is exactly the key. Fantastic. Well, Denise, thank you so much again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. And that was Denise Bergen-Cater from the Rainbow Law Center. RainbowLawCenter.org, is that right? No, it's Rainbow. It's www.RainbowLawCenter.com. .com, excuse me. Um, and uh, based here in Michigan. Thank you so much, Denise. You're welcome. Thank you. Good night. So I think it's a good time to take a break. I think so. You're listening to Closets Are Foreclosed in WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Um, and we'll take a quick break, uh, listen to the song, and we'll be back and we'll talk a little bit about bisexuals. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
welcome back. Welcome to Closet Surfer Clothes and WCBN FM. I thought we were doing like a late night. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back. Pillow talk. <laughs> so that was Amy Winehouse, and I love her. That was Love Is Losing Game of Amy Winehouse, and that's on her Back to Black CD. Um, so we're joined in studio dun, dun, dun. by the illustrious Amy Dickinson. <laughs> and Amy, you're head of uh, an organization here? Yeah, um, University of Michigan, uh, head of the organization called Bilateral, and uh, I'm one of four leaders. Oh my. Wow. Yeah, we have, there's a lot of us. We're all founders, so... Nice. Founders, so this is a brand new group. Brand new group. Um, it's been tried before, but it usually doesn't last very long and so and why is that you know i think it's honestly because it starts off with a group of friends and then over time they just kind of they graduate they don't get as interested you know and it's also a group that i feel like a lot of people end up like growing out of like they go from we want to talk to i want to go do something in the community or i want to do this or do that and they kind of like just have other interests that they eventually fall to gotcha gotcha Mm -hmm. so like so what did you discover your bisexuality or you know, honestly, funny story. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We don't do funny stories. No so. funny stories. <laughs> I will keep the humor completely out of it. <laughs> um, in high school, I uh, joined a theater group. Oh, my goodness. What was I thinking? Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no, theater. No, That's theater. Love, love the, yeah, exactly. So go join a theater group. And a friend of mine um, named Caden uh, is a, was at the time a lesbian and was like, you know, I'm a lesbian. And I, I really didn't even think about it. I was like, oh. I didn't even really think about like my friends and what's so, like, a lesbian. What's a what's a lesbian? Oh my god! <laughs> um, really? <laughs> How does that work? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I mean, and and so then I was kind of was like, oh, you know, that's something that I've never really thought about. And so I, I very deeply thought about it. And was like, you know, I've. I've like like girls like girls are pretty you know (laughs) (laughs) and then just kind of was like oh you know i think i I like more more than just that so i it was just kind of a slow realization like slowly Mm. very very slowly like came out and like you know it was it was an interesting experience for me (laughs) gotcha so now how did you know that you like you weren't lesbian or that you weren't straight well i mean i dated men for what was it four years before I even thought about it so I mean I had just been men were kind of the norm that always dated men and I ended up meeting a woman who I was incredibly attractive like liked her a lot she had a great personality and so we just started hanging out and she like showed an interest in me and we started seeing each other more often I'm like wow kind of like this too and I thought about that and I was like well does this mean I have to be on that end now like right. I obviously was lying to myself for my whole life right, you know? right. but um, after after I hung out with her I was hanging out with another guy again and it was like you know, no, still like this. This is still good for me. You know, so I, I just gotcha. decided that I didn't really, I didn't need to pick. Like that wasn't an important concept for me. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's kind of like with my story is it's just that I knew I was definitely not straight mm-hmm. because I knew I was not attracted to women, mm-hmm. and so it was very easy for me to be able to to make that clarity of mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that's it's very clear that this is where I'm at, and and then but then to be interested in both, how being a person who is um, attracted, well, I guess mostly attracted, I'd say like ninety five percent attracted to mm-hmm. to the same gender. Um, um, I find that the, then, then it's like, oh, how do you know? Like, and 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 then especially like, so are you like just like fifty fifty then? Uh, like, you're fifty percent attracted to men, fifty percent attracted to women. I feel like it's by the day. You know, one day it's like, oh, I, I think I'm gonna lean on this side, and the other day it's maybe no, I'm over here now. And I mean, 
it's really dependent on who I'm seeing, I suppose, at the time. Because, right. I mean, if, you're, if I'm seeing someone that I really, really like, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be like, really like this person. They happen to be this gender. You know, I'm going to lean towards that end. Nice. Whereas, leaning towards the other. But, I mean, I don't... Do you feel like you have to defend yourself? Defend myself? Um, like, are people always like, <laughs> pick a side? Or? You know, I had a great... Uh, my really good friend, um, I call her up one day. She's in Georgia right now. And I call her up and I'm like, you know, hey, how you doing? She's like, oh, you know, so are you still seeing that girl? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still seeing the girl. She's like, oh, so you're not you're not done with that phase yet? And I'm like, mm, that was now that was what nice. phase was she talking she's about? totally ta- supposedly there is a girl phase that you go through and it's oh. like a college high school thing i don't have you heard about this no, wow. maybe? i never went through it really well, <laughs> <laughs> oddly enough yeah. i'm not done that's why i'm still in college <laughs> it's, it's, I, we actually looked it up on wikipedia it's possibly going to be a topic tonight in discussion but uh it's called lesbian chic Oh. Wikipedia is coined, so it must be true that it's out there. You know right. the definition. So, lesbian chic, and supposedly I'm supposed to get over it. You know, wow. eventually. So, waiting for that one. <laughs> yeah. So, since the heterosexual community didn't, didn't seem to really accept you, the gay community must have. Oh my God. Um. So I went to Grand Valley State and then transferred here after two years. Mm. So Grand Valley State is not exactly the most liberal area in the entire <laughs> world. Not exactly. So there, like you know, my all my friends are straight. And then I came here, and the first person I knew was my friend Bobby, and he, um, just like introduced me to like the entire community, and it was. Oh, it was like the best community I joined since joining theater. Coincidence, I think not. (laughs) So, I mean, like theater was this community that just embraced me. And then I came here and was just totally embraced by the community and like have never been happier. (laughs) Right, right. So, yeah, this community has accepted me greatly. I mean, and I still get the the jokes, the little, the poking, you know, the... The really bad jokes. Yeah, yes. the, the bad jokes that you yeah. laugh at and you're like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. You're funny. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get something new, new material, my yeah. friends. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, uh, so I mean, I, but it, it's all in, it's all in jest. So then love. the gay community did accept you full. They say, oh, that's terrific that you're that you're now on our side. That you're. And, but you know, that's you know, what, I think that's kind of how it went. Like at first, it was the. Um, Who's the, oh, you're just the the girlfriend of gays, you know, like gay men, that's all you hang out with. And then I started dating a woman and everyone was kind of like, oh, well, now you're on this side and definitely got a little bit more of the, you know, oh, you're with us. That's you know? right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Chose a team there. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Chasing Amy? I love the movie Chasing Amy. Have you seen it? Dan? No. What's Chasing so Amy? Chasing Amy is a movie. Amy, why don't you? Well, uh, Chasing Amy is... Um, Technically, well, all right. So you come in and it's a Kevin Smith movie and you come in and Amy is not actually the main character. The main character has a completely different name that I can't remember at the moment. the guy. Yeah, (laughs) well, um, the point is that the female character in it is, she comes in and she's introduced as a lesbian and then like throughout the movie you find out that she is, has been with men and has been with women both and she falls in love with the male lead and they don't actually ever really say she's bisexual on it but it's kind of, you know, understood, one, I believe. 
one um scene that i really remember there is like so there's the main character amy is sitting around with her friends like putting like things in envelopes for something yeah she's a comic book writer so she's like sending out comic books with right her friends. and yeah. so she says her friends are like oh we want to meet this girl you're dating what's your name blah blah, blah. and, and she like, plays the pronoun game yeah yeah <laughs> it's like uh exactly exactly they're and, really nice i really like them <laughs> right, i can't wait for you to meet them yeah <laughs> And then they're like, um, well, who is it? And he's like, well, his name is, you know, yeah. Banky, you know, and, <laughs> uh, and, and one of them go, one of the women goes, oops, another one bites the dust. Yeah. Another one bites the dust that mm. it, it is really sad to think of it that way. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, um, my ex-boyfriend now refers to me cause he refers to all his girlfriends, you know, as probably really horrible names that I'm not repeating, but, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, he refers to me as the lesbian. And I'm like, I'm not. Wow. I'm not a lesbian. And he's like, whatever, whatever. You're the lesbian. <laughs> I'm like, See, that's, oh, okay. that's what's so interesting is that, they, that you have to fit a box. <laughs> yeah. That you have to fit this, this, this. The, you, you have to be one side or the other. You can't be. And I think that that's what's uh, that people are having a hard time with is that ambiguity of it, it, it has to be black or white or it Absolutely. has to be you know red, yellow or blue. You know, you can't be purple. You can't be exactly primary uh, colors gray. only. <laughs> No, I actually had a conversation a little while about that, that it was like, you know what, because I was trying to be, we were trying to do the understanding the playing devil's advocate, and I'm like, yeah, but I can kind of understand, like, it is confusing to be, for someone who can say, I only like this, this is all I like, this is a main preference of mine, mm-hmm. for them to have someone else say, well, it doesn't, that preference doesn't really matter to me, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, you know, well, then, they, like, really just don't get that kind of concept i totally went off mic that's okay that's fine that's fine <laughs> but yeah so um and i i totally i get that you know because it would be like me i don't know i have no really good place to go with that okay, <laughs> okay. that's great lost that's um right. but yeah i mean i can understand that that it's hard you know and mm. people i guess people don't think about um their sexuality in that kind of way like for me men and women they are obviously different but to me like that doesn't really make a difference to me about them as far as dating them like mm-hmm. that doesn't stop that and i mean for some people it could be like blondes like right. someone doesn't like blondes and only likes brunettes you right know? right and 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 that like that's not seen as like a major preference though you know like hair color is not seen as major preference but sexuality is seen as definitely like, yes. this major preference like you have to pick one so right it, it's a tough concept and i understand that so when people in the gay community particularly the glbt community mm-hmm. find out that you're when you tell them you identify as bisexual, do you do you often find them saying like, "Oh, I did that too once"? Oh, all the time. The buy now, gay later. Uh, oh, uh-huh. absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I've also wow. Heard, um, lesbian until graduation. Love. Yes, lesbian until graduation. <laughs> no, yes, wow. absolutely. Yes. No, no. I mean, and I. It happens a lot. Like I can't say that people didn't go through the I'm bisexual and then said I am gay, lesbian, you know, whatever. Mm. And and people do that. And I'm not against that. I mean, I believe sexual expressions, like exploring your sexuality is a very good thing, you know. But for those who stay there, it's it's definitely a respect line that you have to respect that they're that that's what they are and that's what they want to see. Exactly. Live in that list. So now so but if you have a choice why wouldn't you not want to stay with the mainstream community and and be more straight than 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 lesbian? I mean, you get so many more benefits. I mean, why choose to be 
in a um, a second class. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, women are gorgeous. <laughs> I don't True know. That. True that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything against that. Um, I, you know what? Dating men has its ups. Dating women has its ups. They both have their downs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> both have their downs. Um, oh. But I mean, it, it's just, I, I find that it's more kind of personality and like meeting people. And that's kind of what I care about more. Um, this may be a very broad stroke, but I feel like, uh, you know, the... The idea of picking one over the other is largely based on kind of, I mean, obviously there are men and and women differences in uh, personality kind of as a generalization. But for me, I don't really find that, personalities I find are so specific that you can't really put them on a gender. And I feel like sexuality for people ends up coming down to like a genitalia thing. And for me personally, I don't feel like one genitalia over another set of genitalia Mm -hmm. you can have more or less fun with for me. So I, and I, love personality so so do you think it's easier for women to be bisexual than men? oh absolutely really absolutely really why you know what i have this has actually been one of my main goals for this bilateral community is that i wanted to find more bisexual men because i feel like men who come out as bisexual i like i'm so proud of them because i feel like it would be so easy for them to just say i'm gay Uh you know and just leave it that way um and men who come out as bisexual have end up having a really hard time because they like I don't know if you guys feel this way, but so I heard (laughs) is that the male, the gay male community like really is very cautious of bisexual men. Oh, absolutely. They are. Yeah. (laughs) I can tell you, I mean, I, 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 I I don't believe, I um I've definitely seen it. I mean I have concrete examples <laughs> where it is just so clear that it's like um because they don't know how to compete. How do I compete with a woman? How do I compete yeah. with those genitalia? How yeah. do I you know how do I um how do I work the situation where you mm. are mine? And, exactly. And, and that's the big thing. And like um mixed sexuality relationship. Uh, the Alibet Soup Conference, they had a workshop on it and people were talking about it and like some people, people feel very differently. The bisexual community is really hard to like pin down and say this is how the community feels <laughs> yeah. because you have this gigantic, <laughs> because I mean it's like, you know, straight, gay and then like the entire middle is kind of like been just put like lumped under this like bisexual. Uh, we we're talking yeah. about pansexuals and omnisexuals and like a, a million different parts of the spectrum there and you know, it's hard to just say we feel this one way and I don't know. But I think that I think that one of the things that I find this is wow, this is a full circle here. One of the things that I admire about the bisexual community though uh-huh. is the fact that you are doing what we always talk about when it comes to love. That you're always looking at the personality, you're looking at the person as a whole. You're well, maybe not as a whole, but I mean, W H O L E. But you're looking at the person as you know, entirety. You know, you're looking at the person as in their entirety, and you're falling in love with that person. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that we always talk about in in gay, straight, whatever. Finding the. But one. I find that the bisexual bisexuals. <laughs> Um, bisexual people I'm sorry I'm trying to use it more of an adjective rather than a <laughs> noun is a um, it, it, that that's what they're, they're more looking for is mm-hmm. the qualities that are within the person and yeah. this is what I'm I'm liking and that mm-hmm. the body is just the body that just has yep. to be the shell to what I'm working with mm-hmm. and and so then at the same time because of the diversity that's in there mm-hmm. when they come together 
um, or when bisexual people come together, what a strong force that becomes. Because yeah. there's such an incredible acceptance and tolerance and competency that we talk about all the time as a society. But when they are all together, and I saw this at RAP, when I used to be at RAP, mm-hmm. I never wanted to go up against that group. Because they were so because the thing <laughs> because the thing is is that they are so strong that we're here together. It kind of like mm-hmm. what we heard earlier in the in the program with the dis- disability rights folks mm-hmm. that when they decided to when the when society was trying to exclude a certain group of people they said nope that's not acceptable we are yep. here together and mm-hmm. I think that that. I think that's the strongest part of our community that we really need to take a look at and really learn from. And yet they're the ones we discard because we're so afraid. Yeah. And I mean, and it's, the community is very like dispersed. Like that was Mm -hmm. one of the hard parts when we started bilateral is that we're like, how do we find all these bisexual people? I mean, and you hear this from like Robin Oaks, uh, the recent speaker, William Burlinson, like you hear this all the time. It's like, how do I find this community? Like, where are they? Because they do polarize, like, because it's very easy to polarize. You know, friend groups are usually it's easier. It's incredibly yeah. easier. You relate to each other more, and that makes sense. Um, but it's it's horribly find, hard to find these people. You know, like how do I find them? How do I get to them? Um, and we just we're still kind of lost on that. Well, I, we I think, feel like you have to be looking the, for it to the come find the stress level that that I guess this is one of this this month that for me is a coming out month mm-hmm. is where um, is. Is that the stress level that 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 folks that uh, that bisexual people go through that they never completely come out? Mm. Yeah, and it's a they process. Are, they, yeah. Well, but I mean, it's well, I always say it's a process being gay. That mm-hmm. I'm always coming out. That I'm always coming out. Absolutely. But the problem is, is folks that are bisexual, there is never. A complete fit. Sure. So, Absolutely. like, if they be bisexual, if they're going to be bisexual, and so they have to be um, omni- omnisexual, omnisexual, or um, pansexual. Oh, the, uh, what's the love one? The aura. Polyamorous. Polyamorous. They have to be pan- polyamorous, and they're like, no, I'm monoamorous. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I want to love one person at a time, but to mm-hmm. be with other bisexuals, I have to be polyamorous. Right. And and so you're there's that constant stress. Mm-hmm. And so I it's, searching. This search. Thank you. Search yeah. a search. And so, how do folks deal with that? You mean the folks that bisexuals date, or yeah, bisexuals just themselves? being bisexual and always having that well, constant search or that constant learning of being accepted? You know. You know, it's it's really it is a process. Um, when I told my mom, she did the like it's a phase, and I talked to other people who would come out bisexual to their parents, and they're like, you know, what? the worst part about it is that when you come out bisexual, you're saying. I'm gay and a little straight, yeah. <laughs> and and they're and and they're, It's a very strange thing for parents to take because they're kind of like, oh my gosh, my child is gay, and then the other side of them goes, but there's but a still a chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they have a 50 chance they could come to my side, and then they start setting me up with opposite gender, you know, and it's a total mess. But <laughs> I mean, and it's it's just it's hard for everyone involved. I mean, in relationships, I'm sure you guys have mm-hmm. seen yep. that issue too. So, so people can come to bilateral and, and find absolutely that eight o'clock on Wednesday nights. Please come. Where yes. is it? In the union, in the office of LGBT affairs Great. on They're the third floor. The... Yep. Excellent. At what time? Uh, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yep. Every week. And I think one of the things that really that for us to be able to do to help folks be more visible and also to, you know, provide fellowship for folks. Absolutely. You know, (laughs) well, thank you so much, Amy. Thank you, guys. This is so much fun. (laughs) And those closets are for close. We'll see you next week. Happy coming out month. Yes. uh, And we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. We'll see you next week. 
Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Clothes every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbncloisets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhage, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else.